It's a hadith that's narrated by Abu Ayyub al-Ansari. He says that a man came to the Prophet and he said to the Prophet, peace be upon him, to give him advice. And he told him not just to make it short, but he said, I really want some impactful advice. I want straight advice. And the Prophet he said, when you stand up to pray, pray as if it is your last prayer. That's the first one. The next advice, don't say things today that you'll have to apologize for tomorrow. I love that. The third thing, lose hope in what other people possess. So let's go through these. Number one, pray as if it's your last prayer. Now, one of the most common questions that I get is, how do I gain khushur, humility in my prayer? But I want you to think about this. When you do get distracted in prayer, what are you usually distracted by? The thoughts of what you have to do after prayer. So you're thinking beyond the prayer and therefore not enjoying the prayer that you're in. So you rush it, you forget which rak'ah you're on all the time, you get lost in your surahs because you're not really there. You're going through the motions, but your mind is engaged in another activity. And the activity that your mind is engaged in is usually the worldly activity that will follow that prayer. So your prayer is an interruption in your day as opposed to being an essential element of your day and the most important part of your day because it concerns the most important relationship of your life and it is the most important thing that you will be asked about on the day of judgment. And usually you're thinking about what's next in the day. And the Prophet gives you a very simple advice and it's very efficient. Don't think beyond the prayer and remind yourself, hey, this could be the last time that I get to stand before Allah in this life and then meet Him standing before him in the hereafter, asked about how I used to stand before him in this life. This is my last job interview with Allah, effectively. And if it's the last time, and it's the first thing I get asked about in the akhirah, the hereafter, then I really, really need to focus and make this right. Pray as if it's your last prayer. The second advice, don't say something today that you'll have to apologize for tomorrow. That life advice would save marriages, it would save friendships, because when you are in the midst of an argument, you try to say the most hurtful thing that you can in the moment because you're focused on winning the argument with the assumption that there will be a moment of reconciliation. So let me get my hardest punch in now. Let me say the most hurtful and damaging thing now. Later on, I'll come back and I'll fix it all. Assuming that there will be a later on. I've seen people who died right after an argument and the family member that they had that argument with, they never forgave themselves. Catch yourself and think it through and ask yourself, would I be willing to sleep with this? Would I be willing for this to be the last conversation? SubhanAllah, there was a, a brother, who his last interaction with his mother was just that, a fight. And after she passed away, he went into deep depression. And every time I'd go to the graveyard, I'd pretty much see him there and he's buying flowers and putting stuff on her grave. And it's like that one sweet word, he would say this, would have saved him all of that because he wouldn't have had that on his conscience. Don't put that on yourself, especially by the way, this is like the best marriage advice ever, especially when it comes to your spousal relationships. And this is probably where Hollywood deceives us quite a bit because in the movies, right, there's always at some point, somebody yells at somebody, they have this time away from each other, but then everything's going to come all back together at the end of the movie. But what if the movie stops there in the middle, which is the way that life often does. The last one is the one that a lot of people have a hard time understanding. Lose hope in what other people possess despair in what other people possess. How much of your stress, how many of your thoughts at night have been occupied 
by you feeling insufficient in this dunya because you don't have something that someone else has and that's not always something that's material. And because of that, you're sad, you're lonely, you're stressed out, and you're not able to focus on building what's really important. Shaitan has a great way of making us feel insufficient with regards to what we possess of this world. You cannot be productive in your pursuit of the hereafter unless you're content with what you have in this dunya. There is absolutely no way around it. You can maintain excellence in your pursuit of the world and your pursuit of the hereafter, but you cannot pursue the hereafter unless you're content with what you already have in this world. At night, what occupies your thoughts in those last moments tells you a lot about who you are. When I'm going to sleep at night and I'm spending those last 15, 20, 25 minutes trying to put myself to sleep, what are the thoughts that are keeping me up at night? Is it a thought that maybe I have not done enough with what Allah gave me for the pursuit of His pleasure? Is it the thought that maybe I'm falling short in the rights that people have upon me, including my family? Is it the thought that I need to wake up, force myself to wake up a few minutes before Fajr at least and channel all of that to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to set my day right? Or is it the thought of my bank account, the thoughts of what I don't have? What are those thoughts that are stressing you out at night? They'll tell you a lot about yourself because they can be very shallow. So go back to the advice. It starts with Salah. Guard your prayer because if you lose that, then you lose everything else. Because if you get that relationship right, it should translate into priorities and into a better relationship across the board. Not just your relationship with Allah, but your relationship with your family, your relationship with the people closest to you, and your relationship with the world around you. Pray as if it's your last prayer. Don't say things today that you would have to apologize for tomorrow. Ask yourself the question in the midst of that argument, hey, as I'm speaking, is this something I will have to apologize for? Because I can't take for granted that I'll have the chance to apologize and lose hope in what other people possess and to aspire for more in a way that would build that which comes after this life that is eternal, that is everlasting, that is where everything that you have planted in this life will certainly come to fruition. statement of Umar ibn al-Khattab that's narrated by Malik ibn Dinar and it's, it's an authentic and it's a beautiful narration. Umar ibn al-Khattab said, Man kathura kalamuhu kathura saqtu. Whoever talks too much makes too many mistakes. And the idea here is that you know you used to have one way of expressing yourself. Right through your tongue and maybe you could write letters back then or you could write you could write your poetry or whatever it was. You know, you used to have very few ways to express yourself. Now, all of a sudden, this power has been placed in all of our laps where we're able to express ourselves in so many different ways. I mean, you could, you could express yourself through your tongue. You could express it through your text message. You could express it through your email. You could express it through your Facebook, your Twitter, whatever it may be. You have all of these tongues where you can express yourself and you can put stuff out there. And hence the, the, the possibility of committing a sin or making a mistake becomes much greater. And the reward for practicing silence also becomes much greater. It's very easy to get ourselves in a lot of trouble now. Everything gets preserved, right? And subhanAllah, the danger of making those mistakes becomes even greater because they're enshrined. You're stuck with them. 
And so the burden of responsibility with your words and the things that you write and the things that you type and the things you put out there becomes greater. And all of those ahadith where the Prophet ﷺ talks about practicing silence all of a sudden become more relevant. And you know, I'm not just talking about, um, you know, going off on somebody or responding to a comment or backbiting and things of that sort. I'm just talking about talking about everything. When the Prophet ﷺ mentioned the three types of people, the most hated of you to me and the furthest of you from me on the day of judgment, the first category the Prophet ﷺ mentioned was those are people that have to have an opinion on absolutely everything. Whether you're qualified or not, you say something. You have to say something. You have to give your input. As if anyone cares, right? Hashtag nobody cares. As if anyone cares about your opinion on what's going on in this part of the world or that part of the world or so on and so forth or on this issue. You have to say something and you don't consider much of it, right? And the Prophet says, Haste is from the shaitan, you know, doing things really quickly, not, not saying things in a calculated way, not doing things in a calculated way, just constantly putting it out there. And so you put out these words and these statements, and when you keep on putting it out, if the volume of your speech, and when I, I don't mean like as, as far as the noise level, if the amount of writing you have out there and the amount of words you have out there is greater, then you're naturally going to make more mistakes. So you have to be more responsible with the means of expression that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given to you. So, man kathura kalamuhu, kathura saqtu. And then he said, radiallahu ta'ala anhu, wa man kathura saqtuhu, qalla haya'ahu. This is the next level, the next phase that Umar al-Khattab radiallahu anhu mentions. Number one, if you talk too much, you make too many mistakes. And when you make too many mistakes, your modesty will wither away. Qalla haya'ahu. I want you to think about this. What usually happens when a person starts to put too much out there? Do people gain respect for them or lose respect for them? Usually they lose respect for them. Usually some of those sins that Allah blessed His servants to hide start to come out, right? Some things that you wouldn't have expected of a person. Or the way that they start to speak, if they speak too much, you know, it's only a matter of time before they're caught on their bad day. And even if it's not their character, when they type that day, and you don't see it, you just see the tweet, you just see the Facebook status as someone who's consuming it. You don't see what happened to that person that day. Maybe they had a fight with their spouse. Maybe they got into it with their kids. Maybe they had a flat tire at work today. And you don't see that when they comment on something, but you know what, it's there. It's there for all of us. And so what ends up happening though, our modesty, starts to be lost either in the way that we speak or the things we put out there. We start to expose things of ourselves that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has kept hidden. وَمَنْ قَلَّ حَيَاؤُهُ قَلَّ وَرَعَهُ Umar al-Khattab continues, he says, when your modesty starts to shrink, then your caution starts to shrink. Your filter goes away. Right? The modesty was the guard, that hayat that the Prophet says, Al Hayat min al Iman. That modesty is a form of faith. Modesty is lifted. When modesty is gone, the filter is gone too. And so when the filter is gone, it's just it's it's just all over the place. There is no caution in what you write and what you put out there. 
and whoever starts to lose that caution and that filter and staying away from haram and staying away from doubtful matters and, and, and you know, not maintaining that filter, his heart dies. So subhanAllah, Umar ibn Khattab is taking you from a place where you just talk too much to a place of the death of the heart to show you there is a direct relationship between the two. There's a direct relationship with how much you talk to the life of your heart, to whether it's going to be sick or whether it's going to die.